It's not about how well you do on the good days, because anyone can do well on the good days. It's how you do on the bad days and how you get through those unexpected changes in times of adversity. Jen McDonough is a motivational storyteller and author who loves to see people live beyond awesome. Her story gives hope and motivation to many, whether it's relationships, career, health. Jen is helping ordinary people accomplish extraordinary things. Jen and her husband have paid off over $182,000 worth of debt and cash flowed over $30,000 worth of medical debt. She is an Ironman triathlete. She is the author of Live Beyond Awesome, and she's the host of the Iron Gin Radio Show. Jen, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, my gosh, Jared. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. One of the questions I like to ask everybody, Jen, is what is the best concert that you have ever been to? <laughs> I'm kind of a boring person. I think I went to Loverboy when I was maybe in high school, and I haven't been to many concerts, so I'm sorry to disappoint you. I've done fun things in my life. <laughs> well, i got to say, there's probably that one person listening right now that's shaking their head, ah, oh, yeah, Loverboy. Mm -hmm. I, I remember those days. So, you know what, that does not disappoint that person. Well, what are some exciting things that you've done? Oh, my goodness. I've gotten to be an eight-time national contender for weightlifting. That was a hoot. That was a 10-year journey that I did in Olympic-style weightlifting. I actually got to be picked to be on a national a professional women's football team. That was hysterical, especially given the fact that I was pregnant and didn't tell them until literally a month before I had Maggie. It was the first day of training camp, and I was in denial about the whole pregnancy thing and finally had to fess up. And so that was really exciting, especially given the fact that I really don't know a lot about football. So I've gotten to do Iron Man was a hoot. I love like physical things. And one of the things that I just love the most is getting to be mom. That's my favorite thing to do. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Now, Jen, I'm curious. There's a lot of things that you could have been interested in or you could have been into, yet you decided weightlifting. So would you be willing to tell us how that played out? Yeah, you know, I'd love to tell you that it was a lifelong dream of mine to be a weightlifter, but it's something that I kind of fell into. I was a 17-year-old kid. I thought I really wanted to be into bodybuilding. There was something about strength that has always drawn me. So when I started my Olympic-style weightlifting career, I actually thought I wanted to be a bodybuilder. Jared, if you know anything about bodybuilders, they have like 3 to 5% of body fat, and I love mm -hmm. to eat. And mm -hmm. so there was a conflict there. So <laughs> when I started weightlifting, I was blessed enough to cross roads with an incredible coach that was coaching a team in the place that I was training at. It was the typical old time gym that you would picture. It was kind of the Rocky Balboa okay. gym is where I used to work out. Love those type of gyms. I've worked in, worked out in all types of fitness areas. And those type of gyms are my favorite because there's such a culture and a feel to it. I got hooked up with my coach and he ended up being one of the top three national coaches in the country. He was also a 1980 Olympic team member and he really instilled what it was like for a kid that didn't have a lot of goals at age 17 to really teach me what it was like to set those goals and go after them. So I fell into it kind of by coincidence and at the time there was no women lifters in the state of Minnesota when I started and so it was just something that I just grew to love and, and when I was done, I was done. It was on to the next journey. 
Now, Jen, in my opinion, you are the definition of starving the doubts. That's the name of my show. Would you be willing to share your incredible story of overcoming adversity? Yeah. Like I mentioned, I've done some fun things in my life, and I've just found that it's during those times of transition that we really grow the most. And so a lot of my journey for the first couple of years was things that I chose to do. Obviously, we all have bumps in the road. I had a brother that passed away of AIDS at age 36, and that was right about the time that I transitioned out of weightlifting. And I guess that was kind of a pivotal point for me of what am I doing with my life and such. And so I guess the probably the biggest turning point for us or the biggest turning points for us is usually things that have been associated with pain. And that for our debt journey, we had a lot of adversity, trauma and drama going on when we started our journey. And I look back on all the times that have been the toughest times in my life. Wow. Just like weightlifting, it's not about how well you do on the good days, because anyone can do well on the good days. It's how you do on the bad days and how you get through those unexpected changes in times of adversity that really make you the person that you're destined to be. We all have a certain amount of greatness that we have today, but we are destined to be great people. We all have that core being inside of us. So I think the key to getting through adversity, it's really finding out what you want where you want to be. And sometimes we're in so much pain that we just know that we don't want to be in pain. And that's okay. That's a good first starting step. Jen, you mentioned your brother. And in the intro, we mentioned medical bills and debt. And would you be willing just to talk about some of your personal adversity that you've had to overcome these last few years? Yeah, it goes back about four years ago. I had just completed Ironman. If you've ever met me, Jared, I'm not the Ironman type. I went from a couch potato to an Ironman triathlete. Becoming an Ironman really was the impossible dream coming true. And so life was at an all-time absolute high when that was completed. And we literally went from being top of the world to absolutely being emotionally devastated literally overnight when we found out about our seven at the time was diagnosed with a lifetime medical condition. And we went through a pretty rough time, as any parent can go through it. It's kind of a grieving process of sorts, I think, when we have those type of things hit our lives. And to kind of snowball a bit, we found ourselves drowning in debt. And most people today who are living paycheck to paycheck, we didn't really realize we were that bad off until we had an event like this medical event come our way. Even though at the time we felt like, why is this happening to me? If only this wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't be having this problem and that problem. But really, when we were able to step back and see the overall picture, we seen that, you know what, it was just kind of a matter of time that this would happen in one way or another. And I think sometimes, you know, that can be said for all of us in certain situations. So for us, we were emotionally devastated. We were financially devastated. It got so bad to a point that we were really struggling to make payments on just the necessary things like food. I remember being just so ashamed and absolutely fearful and full of anxiety thinking, oh my gosh, is my credit card going to have enough to cover this? Meanwhile, you've got all these pharmacy bills and you've got these medical bills and you're thinking, just get me out of here. So that's kind of where our story began and how we started on our journey. It really wasn't how I wanted to start it. Bob and I are faith-based Christians and we prayed for a fix. We thought we just want a pot of gold to come our way. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes our journeys take a little bit different bend. And for us, our pot of gold didn't come in the form of a financial check like we wanted to, but it came in the form of a financial class, which is the last thing that we wanted to do. But it really ended up to be what was the starting point of our success. So let's talk through this. You take the class, even though that is the last thing you think is going to really help. What happens then? I can be a pretty positive person most of the time, but when this happened, I wasn't a very positive person, nor Mm -hmm. did I have a lot of hope at that time. And so when we took this class, we had a huge chip on our shoulder. We were very mad. We were very angry. We were sad. We were ashamed and feeling all the negative feelings that a lot of people go through when they're hit with that type of situation. But really when we started peeling back the layers of saying, okay, Okay, saying what we can't do and making excuses is getting us nowhere. We've went round and round and go through and say, okay, the budget shows that we're $1,000 behind on our first month budget. How is that going to happen? And when we started looking at what we could do, that's when magical things started happening. Even though, for example, Dave Ramsey's course is the course that we took, which I highly recommend, Financial Peace University, for anyone who is struggling with debt or wants to know more about learning how to control their money. He talks about selling things. And I remembered actually being angry at watching that episode. And I thought, well, that's fine for some people, but we don't have anything to sell, nothing. I'm looking at my seven-year-old's big brown eyes, seeing that he needs this medical stuff. So by saying, you know what, my excuses aren't doing anyone any good. It's certainly not doing my family any good. We started to look at our stuff in a lot different perspective. We started looking at, okay, what do we really need or want? And so by what can I do? By doing that, we found $20,000 worth of stuff to sell. One of those included a car that we ended up selling for $8,000 less than what we owed. And that seemed absolutely preposterous a short time before we did that to consider making payments on something that you no longer owned. By looking at what that would do for our family and looking at what we could do, it was the right decision for us at that time. So really starting the question of what can we do. We changed not only our finances, but really how we manage our time. We went from letting life happen to us to really controlling our life and taking intentional focused action. It's unbelievable, Jen. I mean, just the numbers itself is mind-boggling to me. Over $182,000 worth of debt in just a few years. For some people, that seems impossible. At what point in that process, selling your car or selling things, did you realize, okay, we're making progress. Things are starting to happen. The funny thing about our story is we had to learn what debt was. And that was, again, a process like everything else was in our journey. And I kind of laugh now because I remembered adding up our debt and being absolutely physically sick about how much we owed. And at time, we didn't count in our second mortgage, nor did we count in our 401k loans. We had scheduled that we were going to pay off $48,000 in four years. And I will tell you that that day when we looked at those numbers, it felt absolutely impossible. We thought, how are we going to pay off $48,000? And more to the point, four years is forever. I would say that at the time we really knew that we were going to kick butt. It wasn't instant, that's for sure. In fact, even getting Bob and I on the same page those first couple months was a process. But I would say really at our two-year mark, things actually I would say at our one-year mark when we sold our van, that's when things started to kind of give us a glimmer of, hey, this might actually work in four years. And really at our two-year mark, we discovered, wow, we were on an absolute roll. At our two-year mark, we really 
really took things to the next level and not only looked at our finances, but we looked at our time. So for example, husband has coached hockey for age three. It's been a big part of our life. Bob and I both worked full time. We had one hour commute each way. So our lives were very, very busy at the time. But we took a step back and said, okay, this stuff is really starting to work. How can we kick it up a notch? And so we stopped looking at what we couldn't do as far as time-wise. And we started again asking ourselves that very simple question of what could we do? And so in 2010, we had 10 W-2 forms. Now, this was the year that I lost the job that I totally loved. So you can imagine my confidence level wasn't perhaps the highest at that point. It was the year that I was pregnant with our fourth child. That was a very unexpected surprise. I had H1N1 during the second trimester. Bob and I both worked. We had tons of power problems, a lot of trauma and drama that year. But even with that, all that stuff going on, we pulled down 10 W-2 forms and it simply started with what could we do? And by asking ourselves that, again, magical things started to really open up. And so really at our two-year mark, we knew we were kicking butt. That's when we start giving as a part of our debt payoff. And so even though it felt impossible at the time, we started at 1%. And at our two-year mark, we hit our goal of 10%. And that was going through even months that we thought this is not going to work. I don't know how we're going to do it this month. And I'll tell you for those out there that are listening, I can't stress enough that there was not one perfect month that we've had in our four-year journey, not one. Same goes with Ironman, weightlifting. There's not one. There will always be things that interrupt our lives when we're going for goals or going through life. Life happens. Jen, when you were going through those four years of paying back that debt, were you just living beans and rice, scorched earth lifestyle? I mean, how did you do that? First two years, honestly, Jared, we really were. Finding a cure for my son was the top priority for us at that time. Mm -hmm. Having that reason of why we were doing it was pretty amazing. I wouldn't say I look back and see what other people are doing. It feels like, oh my gosh, Scarlett O'Hara. But looking back, I'll say there was things that we could have done even more, but I think we did pretty dang good. Mm -hmm. Looking back, there were some hilarious stories. We had, I remember in one of our trips, we were going out to Denver at that time for our son, and we didn't have it in the budget to fly out with our family. It was a two and a half week hospital stay that we were going to. And I remember the second time going out for that big trip, both of our cars broke down. One of them, the transmission went out, and the other one, just an old car. And Bob and I had always had new cars, and we had to total the one car. But we actually picked one of the cars for the repair shop that night. And there were six of us, one of them being a newborn, drove from Minnesota to Denver in a car that we were all scrunched in. So it was like a 17-hour drive. So we just kind of did crazy things like that. And actually, we had a small fund saved up for a car. And Bob actually bought a car for cash while we were out in Denver and thinking out of the box and said, you know what, I'll give you 20 bucks if you let me use your lift for an hour. And they did. So he fixed the car. We just did a lot of things that were just creative. Wow. Now, in addition to the weightlifting and the Ironman triathlete and then paying off this incredible debt, you are doing some awesome stuff with you've written a book. You are now a public speaker going around speaking all over radio show. You have the Iron Focus Academy. I mean, wow, Jen. Can you talk a little bit about some of that? Oh, yeah. I kid with people. We're in a writer's group, 48days.com. 
com. Absolutely love, love, love that group. Actually, 48days.net. And one of the groups that I'm in is the writers group. And I think, oh my gosh, there's some serious writers in there. I mean, people have dreamed about being a writer from the time they're little kids. And I think any day now, they're going to boot me off the island because my grammar is so awful. But even though I was teased as a kid and as an adult for my writing skills, I went on to become an author of three books in one year. And that's being a mom to four, working full time, all that commute. And all three have hit Amazon's top 100. In fact, our, our third book, Five Minutes a Day to Living Beyond Rich, actually hit number one for the budgeting category. Wow. Oh my gosh, that is so wrong because this is from the person who was the worst at their finances not that long ago. I mean, we'd open up our checkbook maybe twice a year, but our books do so well because they're very engaging and they're coming from a perspective of an ordinary person that the stuff really isn't that hard, but it does take consistency and focus, attitude and action to hit it. So yes, Jared, I am out of my comfort zone literally every day, every single day, and I'm having a blast. Uh, There's a lot of days that I get frustrated and impatient. Then I just kind of have to stop and say, okay, McDonough, where were you two years ago? I didn't have a website. I didn't have a social media presence. I wasn't even on Facebook. I thought, who wants to go on Facebook? I just didn't get it. And about the power of connecting to people. Bob and I were very, very private people. My goodness, nobody had our home phone number. Our address was unlisted. We were very, very private. And so now we've made that total 180 turn. So now we're writing books about our most private topic, finances. We've been in national newspapers. We've been on news programs. We were even in a documentary film. We had a German crew come stay with our family for three days. It's really fun when you can take something that wasn't the best time in your life and really turn that around and say, okay, now how can I use this to help other people? Jen, for the person who's listening and who's saying, man, I have just an unbelievable situation right now in my life. What encouragement do you offer to that person who's facing that incredible adversity? Oh, thanks for asking, Jared. First, I would say, you know, I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes. I know there's some pretty horrific things that people are going through. And I think that really none of us can say, hey, I've walked in your shoes. But I will say that when we apply that focused and action and attitude, no matter if the circumstances happened because of somebody else due to some outside factors or we brought it on ourselves. When we apply those focused attitudes and actions to our life, amazing things really can happen. But it really starts with asking, what can I do? That gets into personal responsibility and all that good stuff. But I would say that if your situation is crummy today, that just means that when you take those action steps and start mapping out where you want to be and breaking those down, down into those daily incremental steps of moving forward, you're going to create a fantastic life. I would say, you know what, average is accepting what's happening to you, accepting mediocre, accepting just not being that extraordinary person. If you want to stay in the muck, it's really easy to do. But I challenge you, if you're in that mucky times in your life, to really say, you know what, I'm going to make a change. Because I tell you, staying in the muck is a lot harder in the long run than just getting out of your comfort zone and doing something about it. So I would say as hard as it is to think about, the two key words are move it. Jen, for the people who are listening who are saying, wow, that's the encouragement I need, how can they reach out to you? How can they connect with you online and learn more about your books and your 
radio show and uh, just some other things that you have going on. Thanks for asking, Jared. You can find us at theirongen.com and we have information on our book on there. You can find us on Amazon. We've got three books on there, Living Beyond Rich, Living Beyond Awesome, and Five Minutes a Day to Living Beyond Rich. Twitter, I'm at theirongen.com and I'm excited if you have any entrepreneurs listening out there. We have a great program, that coaching program that'll be starting up in September and I'll take all the things that I've learned from a person who could be easily scatterbrained. This is mm. how you find iron focus in not only building your business, but finding balance in your life. So we've got some group coaching starting up in September. I'll also be doing a live event in Tennessee right before Dan Miller's Innovate Conference and you can find out more on that. Also, we have our weekly radio show, The Iron Gen Show, which is on iTunes and Stitcher. Jared, that has been a hoot getting to do. <laughs> we pick people who are going to be able to give our high achievers tips on overcoming adversity and that can range from relationships to helping our kids through addiction. Any type of things that people are facing today as it relates to like their finances, health and such that are going to help them drive forward. That's the show to listen to. We've had over 40 or we're approaching 40,000 downloads since we started in the last couple months. That's encouraging. Amazing. <laughs> Jen, I really appreciate you sharing your story. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who really are blessed because of your story. So thank you for being on the show. Is there any final words that you have for us? Mm, Jared, I just want to thank you so much for having me on. It really, truly is an honor. So thank you to your listeners for taking the time to listen. And I just really want to encourage listeners out there that you can do this stuff. You can do it. It's not a bunch of phony baloney but it does take focused attitude and action. So if you're not surrounding yourself with greatness today, more than ever, it is easier to do. Go out and find yourself some greatness and achieve to bringing out the great self that you're meant to be. Well, Jen, again, God bless you. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, Jared. God bless you, too. apply that focused and action and attitude, no matter if the circumstances happened because of somebody else due to some outside factors or we brought it on ourselves. When we apply those focused attitude and actions to our life, amazing things really can happen. But it really starts with asking, what can I do?